0: What up, nerds? TJ and Scott here for the Racing Nerds podcast, talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than ush and our tomatoes. <laughs>
1: That's fine. Oh, How you doing today, Scott? Um, doing great. Better than they were when they found out why they should have not had that fire. Oh my goodness,
0: I could not believe it. It's like, what? You're hiding. And then you're on top of a hill.
1: They're obviously not... <laughs> very experienced when it comes to hiding.
0: Which is so. funny, because hobbits are supposed to be able to disappear, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not these ones.
0: No, these ones these ones have a hard time disappearing. But it is Merry and Pippin. Yeah. So which yeah. I
1: gotta be honest, I'm kinda surprised they survived the whole trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what?
0: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I fully agree with that. <laughs> Ugh. So, do you remember where we left off last week?
1: Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> do you remember about those? Yes, because we talked I, about a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about a lot last... of stuff. We skipped all over the place. Yeah, we did. But in the end, uh, we did kind of end uh, right before Samwise is captured.
1: Okay. By Gandalf. <laughs> okay, good. I was just cutting grass under the window? is little late
0: to be cutting. Trimming the verge, I heard Ray's voices. What did you overhear? What did Freak. you hear? Nothing important. That is, the, I did hear something about a dark lord and a great deal of ring something dark about dark the end lord. of the world. Something about the end of the world, but nothing important.
1: Please <laughs> don't turn me into nothing unnatural. <laughs>
0: I have a much better use for you. So obviously, we love quoting it. We love the show. Uh, I watched it earlier today. Um, and oh my gosh it's it's so great and I find myself really enjoying just sitting down and watching I've, I've sat down and been working in the Lego room and stuff and listening while I watch but to just sit and watch it again it's so much fun
1: it is uh,
0: uh, so I have another question for you what, at what age do you let your kids watch Lord of
1: the Rings uh, I don't even know <laughs> See, if it was me, I'd probably have not watch it now. So right? It's really the wife. I have to compromise. <laughs> what? When is the wife okay with me showing it to the kids? Same with Star Wars. Well, there's a lot of scary stuff in Lord of the Rings. There Wars. is a lot of terrifying stuff in Star Wars. In, uh, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. And Star Wars. Like Gorr Koresh. Gorr Koresh.
0: Absolutely a horrible, scary character. One-eyed? Yeah. Yeah. So scary. Crazy. 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 So. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, Lord of the Rings. The, the Nazgul are haunting, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: just they're screeching and they're they're just they're scary. The fact that you can't see their face. Yep. I mean, eventually, I guess you do, but the faces are still kind of deformed when you see them.
0: Yeah, they're kind of sallow
1: and so sunken. Knowing that these things are like undead, you can't stop them as well. No, it's they're, scary. they're
0: unkillable. That's they, they can't so be scary. destroyed. And it's... So I, I watch it with Ben, my oldest. He is now 11. We started watching all these movies last year, right when he turned 11.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was like, yeah, that's about when, when I, that's about how old I was when these movies came out. <clears throat> I was actually 16.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> so how did he
0: do? Uh, how did what? How did he do? Oh, he loved it. There were yeah. still a couple of parts we wouldn't let him watch. Makes sense. Um the releasing of the prisoners in Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little much.
1: That still makes me feel kinda ugh.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we just watched Batman Begins. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't think we can watch Dark Knight. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. That that, that,
0: that that makes me feel dark. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker is, is pretty it's cool. so good. But so I did good. have my eight year old, Alina. In here, and she watched the part that we're discussing today. So, from okay. when uh, Gandalf catches Sam up until Weathertop. And she left before we got to Weathertop. She's like, This is boring. Ugh. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. You're not ready.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: You're not ready to sit down and, and listen Enjoyed to this analysis. Yeah. She didn't see the prologue. She didn't see all the stuff, all the lead up. And so she she's just like, It's just people talking about. So what's with this ring? Is she, I I swear it was like answering quite twenty questions. <laughs> I have no idea how long this this uh, segment of time in the show is, but it took me an hour to watch it, <laughs> and I don't think it's an hour long. I don't to think watch. so. No. <laughs> oh yeah, she just That's she's just like, what is the ring? I don't understand why is the ring important. And I'm like, you gotta watch the prologue, but I'm definitely not letting you watch that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
0: And I'm like, well, people die in this show. And she's like, but people die in every show. And I'm like,
1: Like, yeah, but then. I
0: don't know how I feel about you saying that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, Dad, people die all the time. Who cares? Let me see this.
1: Thank you, COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Funny fact that came through my head while we were talking about releasing the prisoners. Yes. So I saw a little thing of uh, things you didn't know from episode two of Star Wars. Yeah. There's actually a point where you see. When uh, Django loses his own head, there's a shadow that is apart from the helmet that is implied that it's Django's head came, came out of the out helmet. of the helmet, which answers yeah. a huge question for me because I was like, when Boba picks up the helmet and like puts it against his head, why doesn't the head fall out? Because it already did. It flew out <laughs> right, when he did, he and he got, got lost in the battle.
0: Yeah. Probably got played soccer with a bunch of droids.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Mm. talking about losing heads that's, that's yeah I thought oh that was interesting We're
0: releasing prisoners <laughs> yeah I told him what happened you know yeah I let his imagination do the talking uh huh right which may not have been the best decision
1: but <laughs> it was the decision but it was the decision we made and
0: we'll have to deal with that as he grows up yep um one thing I noticed when I was starting this off again is Gandalf so I rewinded I, I went back a little bit and listened to the lead up to these scenes and Gandalf and Frodo's talk and Gandalf saying you're going to have to leave Frodo and uh, he said go to Bree and the end of the Prancing Pony and he says where are you going to go he says I'm going to go to see the head of my order he is uh, both wise and powerful wise and powerful trust me Frodo he'll know what to do and uh, oh does he ever
1: he knows exactly what to do in his perspective
0: (laughs) but uh, I thought it was interesting that Gandalf, we learn, is not the most powerful wizard in the world. No, he's not the wisest. He's a lesser wizard. Like uh, of the five wizards in the world that we know exist, yeah, he is one. He is not the leader. He, he's part of a very small group of wizards, and he's he's just that guy that it's, hangs out and does whatever. It's really
1: funny, that, you know, thinking about that. It reminds me in The Hobbit when uh, bilbo asks about the other wizards and he's like oh i forgot their names and bilbo asks are they powerful or are they more like you yeah it's <laughs> like oh that was a backhanded uh, question there that was it
0: really was that was it's a funny little slap in the face
1: gandalf's refla- uh, reaction to it when he's like i kind of like ow that kind of hurt <laughs> yeah are they powerful or are
0: they more like you but he doesn't see what Gandalf does Gandalf goes to the show to hang out yeah to blow smoke rings and smoke ships and so cool just chill
1: I admit that I tried to do that when it's cold outside and I can see my breath yeah how does he do the boat yeah and I realized that being a wizard kind of (laughs) helped that a little bit
0: I was sitting there I'm like oh you tried to do the ring and you're like how did he do the boat
1: (laughs) How did he do the boat? <laughs> <laughs> of
0: all the things you could have...
1: Uh, that got me off guard. That was pretty good, Scott. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, great. the ring's boring. I want to <laughs> make a boat out of smoke if I can use my own breath. Can I make a boat? Sure, sure. No, you can't. Not. I tried it.
0: I'm gonna, I want to I make a freaking X-Wing, man. <laughs> That's, That's true. It. <laughs> Chase it around a TIE fighter breath. That'd be smoke. that <laughs> Oh gosh, that was uh, that was unexpected. Congratulations, you, you you got me there. You're welcome. <laughs> but even uh, even Saruman in this segment that we're talking about, um, all the way up to Weathertop, Saruman talks about how Gandalf is a lesser wizard. Yes. But the if there's only five wizards and two of them nobody's seen forever, and then there's Radagast who hides in the forest, kind of Tom Bombadil style, and mm-hmm. then there's Gandalf and Saruman, and that's it yeah like there's not much of an order he's the head of my order there's five of you is that really an order uh, <laughs> or no. is it just a, a making meh- order yeah probably interestingly the lego tower of Orthanc set uh, Sauron's tower isengard mm-hmm. came with the rods of the five wizards really yes it did it huh. sure did, and it even came with pictures and paintings, I think, of the other wizards, Radagast and uh, the two blue wizards. Huh. Do we know and their names? Nope. I don't. I mean, they, they, they probably do have names, That Tolkien was very thorough. It's not like he would just
1: not have names. I just, time. I know that in, in you know, The Hobbit, when Gandalf's like, no, I've forgotten their names. I was like, I wonder if that's I just...
0: i forgotten their names.
1: I was like, it would be interesting if Tolkien was just like, yeah, we don't we don't know their names. I just...
0: Yeah, it's George so Lucas long. does that, but yeah. Tolkien was very thorough. That's true. That's a good George point. Lucas would have done that, but it would be because he doesn't care.
1: He's like, I don't <laughs> know. They can come up with things for him. Didn't you invent those? No. <laughs> this is for you, right? You, you did this. No. No, I, I didn't do that. Like, oh. <laughs> Just deflate that balloon. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Saruman, I mean, they're only being like Basically two wizards left. Saruman's really harsh on Gandalf. Yeah, he is. It's interesting. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I forgot to silence my phone. Man, you, you turn it off silent for the first time in weeks. So I could hear your text when you got here. Oh. <laughs> and it goes off during the podcast. Nice. That's uh, all good. Um, Another thing Gandalf says right there is that hobbits are, so, are so surprising creatures. You can learn all about their ways in a month. And years and years later, they can still surprise you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody, you can learn You can learn about anybody in a month. Yeah. You know, about the groups they belong to, about their interests and hobbies, and pretty much know who they are. And then, but people still make choices. People still grow. Yeah. Beyond that, so.
1: They do. I thought
0: that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so trying to fast forward a little bit. I think he talks about how the ring is trying to get back to its master.
1: It wants to be found.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't think they can sense the ring unless it's on someone. I agree. So why did the ring get abandoned Gollum? Because it'll never get worn if it just sits on the ground in a cave. Unless Gollum had worn it in the cave. And then, so that was the last place it was sensed. Yeah. Because they did find Gollum.
1: They did. But, yeah, it's a good point, though. If, if they're going to find Gollum, why wouldn't it just stay with Gollum? Because if they're going to find it... Because if they yeah. show up and they're now they found Gollum, but they can't find the ring... And then Gollum puts the ring on to go invisible, and it's
0: like, oh, they're ring rates.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they exist in both worlds. So, <laughs> it's just sitting there. It feels like, yeah, it would have been much better to stay with him. Because then when they find him, they find it.
0: Yep exactly but and that's a big but <laughs> um, there's another thing that didn't make any sense to me and that is how the heck did Gandalf know what Gollum said so they tor- I don't know how long they tortured him but amongst the inane babble and screams well they deciphered two words shire and Baggot. I'd like to think that know as that? well as
1: um Sauron has spies everywhere Mm -hmm. I'm sure Gandalf has spies it would make sense that there would be people or maybe someone on the inside of. that would be kind of cool to hear their story if it was Yeah. someone who's on the inside of Mordor a good orc or
0: if Gandalf just caught an orc and interrogated them that's possible too yeah maybe that was it
1: that's more likely yeah well that's a simple answer forget my uh (laughs) infiltrated good orc who's (laughs) pretending to be a good
0: orc yeah that's interesting too because in a lot of shows and things today even in star wars they have good and bad people of all different races Mm -hmm. but in lord of the rings it's pretty cut and dry yeah Uh, there's there's black and white except for the race of men men are complex but yeah if you're an orc you're a bad guy if you're an urukai, you're a bad guy if you're, you're an a elf goblin, you're a bad
1: guy. Or a dwarf, you're usually good. Yeah, you, you fight on the good side. You, you fight against the bad. Yeah, yeah, you may not be pleasant to be around, but you fight against the bad. Oh, we're the
0: good character. and they're the bad. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. This this conversation bores my brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I guess Star Wars has some characters that are usually bad. Take the Trandoshians. Yeah. They're
0: usually bad. And then we get the High Republic.
1: But yeah, High Republic and Squadrons where it's like, Let's have right. a good one. And you're like, Oh, cool.
0: Although Squadrons seems a little different. It seems like more of an alliance of convenience. That's so not true. necessarily that he fights for the for the new republic. But that he's just
1: eh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> eh. I was on the bad side of the Empire, so I figured I'd join you guys.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, but most are—it's yeah. up in the air. They're not like, not like I'm trying to think of any race and I'm like, oh, they are bad. Except the the, huts. the expanded universe. What are they now that they come and they attack all of the galaxy? What are oh,
0: they the uh, the uh, organic creatures. Yeah. Right? The <laughs> I want to say the scrolls, but it's not the. It's
1: scrolls, not the scrolls, though. but. It, Gleon Somme is the only thing I can go through my head. It's it's something like that.
0: Yes. It, I know what you're talking about. The Yuzhan Vong. Yes, the Yuzhan Vong. There it Vong. is. There it is. Whew. They're bad. And that was pulled out of my head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that wasn't looking it up. Why would Vong. I look it up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was about Vong.
1: to. I guess the uh, actual race of the Sith were bad. Oh, you yeah. They didn't really have a good Sith, the, the race. Hmm. But anyway, we're back at Star Wars. Yep,
0: all the way back. Um, But I am I am gonna fast forward a little bit to when Frodo and Sam are traveling alone. We get one of the scenes from the extended edition, which is the Wood Elves leaving. Yes. Now, so you didn't see that until until just recently, right? So was that kind of a weird thing for you?
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) was
0: Like Like all the extended editions, like oh, what is
1: this? Yeah. And I was like, "Wait a second! They didn't see that." Uh, like one see thing it. I
0: noticed is how much freaking food Sam was making in that skillet. The entire skillet was full of food yeah. in that scene. I'm like, "And they—how many meals a day? Like
1: their backpacks so have many. nothing but food." Oh yeah, that is it.
0: <laughs> they so can't crazy. carry anything else. And it's like bags. it's
1: funny because there's uh, the other point where uh, Frodo and Sam are trying to sleep, and Frodo, uh, Sam can't. Which I'm pretty sure that's not the ex- that's only in the extended too. it uh, very well Maybe. could be. And he starts eating. <laughs> oh yeah, he grabs like he a piece sleep, of bread. He, gra- he grabs, grabs a roll and <laughs> just
0: starts eating it. You <laughs> will watch him in the background. I don't think I'll um, sleep very much. I'm but one thing, Mr. one thing I wanted to talk about is when they see the elves leaving, they say, "I don't know why, but it makes me sad somehow." And I get that. I kind of understand what that is. Like, if you've ever worked at a job and you didn't necessarily like the job and then somebody leaves, like somebody moves on, they get a better offer, they get into the career they always wanted and they leave the job that you're at, you kind of feel left behind. Yeah. And I imagine that's kind of how Frodo and Sam feel. If you want to think about an example from your life that's done that, um, one thing for me, uh, jobs do that where when somebody leaves the job i'm in Uh it it's kind of hurts a little bit but more than that is when people move away from your neighborhood yeah like people that you know like i made i've made very few friends in our neighborhood here but all of them have moved away (laughs) and so then i i do feel like i've been left behind and it makes me sad when any whenever people move away and I wondered if you had anything like that where well, uh, people leave to do something if, if you have that same experience no, or yeah, or not?
1: Yeah, I mean, mine's... I don't know. I feel like many people can relate to it. It's maybe a little more light. It's long trips. When you go on long car trips and there's a car hmm. that is going in the same direction as you, you guys, you know, you leapfrog, you're on the same road, and then either you or they get off an exit. You're like, you know... By like, don't know the people at all. But you've been on the same road right next to each other for two hours. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden they leave. And you're like, wait, we're friends though. You can't just leave, leave and say goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we like, never said hello either. Exactly. That's besides the, the But I mean leapfrogging. There's, there's there's been a few where it's like both cars are. Consciously, like playing leapfrog. It's yeah. not just a where you're like, oh it's our turn. Okay, now it's our turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they like leave, and I th- want to say there's been a few where they actually do wave before they go off, and you're like, yeah, I don't know who you are, but that was a very that was entertaining <laughs> two
0: hours. <laughs> kept us was, kept us sane while yeah. we were driving for this huge amount of time. So I mean,
1: and that is more of a it's it's. I feel like it's more sad, and maybe these uh, Frodo and Sam felt this perspective too. It's, you never knew them and you're like I wonder what their story is you know yeah. where are they going how and they're are they're just leaving my... Middle Earth forever same with the elves like well you know why are they like what's the exact specific purpose that they're leaving mm-hmm. and like how long have they been here you know maybe learning a little more about them
0: maybe there's a little bit of fear there like do they know something we don't exactly. know is something bad about to happen
1: is that why or... we're being left behind but yeah, yeah. I can st- totally see that that feeling of aban- being abandoned
0: yeah it's something i've definitely felt when people have moved away yeah. especially or you know, or move on to a better job where they get a dream job or something uh-huh. it's like oh wow so you're gonna make a quarter million dollars a year doing the thing that you love to do uh-huh
1: wow you're pretty lucky <laughs> yeah I, mean, I i guess i did have, i had i had at work too when they just left because most of the, the people that i worked with, when I've been really good friends with them usually before I started working there. So working mm-hmm. together, it's like, oh, awesome. And then, yeah, they go off and do other things. And it's like, but but you were what I was looking forward to at work because work sucks. Yeah. And now you're gone. Okay. I. All right.
0: Yeah. And I think you'll notice that when someone very charismatic leaves a job. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of other people leave as well. Because that was the only reason that, that made it tolerable for them. Yeah. And it's kind of like watching a TV show and they introduce a new character. You can introduce somebody new to replace the person you lost, but it's never the same. It's not the
1: same person.
0: And uh, I think, yeah, actually that really captures it. <laughs> like, yeah. if you have characters that leave, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just was watching Leverage and watched through the second season where one of the main characters took the season off, kind of. Right. They could call them on the phone so they they came in for like two days and recorded all their lines for right the year, for the right. season uh-huh. but they had somebody else fill in for them for that one season and I just didn't like it. I didn't like any uh-huh. of the episodes so I'm like well, I liked this dynamic or it was the familiarity that I missed yeah of the, of the characters
1: but I I think you know going along the same lines as like the TV show mm-hmm. TV shows when you have characters that die. That you've yeah. had for like the whole season, like uh uh-huh. Um, Flashpoint, I don't know if you ever saw Flashpoint, yeah. Lou Lou is like one of my favorite characters, and then they have people who are you know replacing them because they need a full team, right? Where it's like, but you're not Lou, yeah.
0: It'd be like trying to replace Cisco, exactly, in the Flash TV show, yeah. It's like, that's never gonna happen. No, I mean, if you lose Cisco, that's it, you're done. Yeah, it would take a long time to warm up to warm somebody up to else, them. and they could never be featured for a while. I mean, you look at what they did with Ahsoka and how many years it took for people to really like her. Uh huh. Because I mean, I didn't care to begin with, but right. as time went on, eventually you got to grow with this character and saw her growth and yeah. saw her have problems and overcome them and. It was great in the end, and, yeah. and she's one of everyone's favorite characters now. Yep. When the first time they introduced her, people
1: hated. Oh, her.
0: it was it was wicked. Like yeah. the vitriol was amazing. But apparently, to Dave Filoni's credit, he uh, he knew that that was going to be the case, and so he created an unlikable character to start with, and then gradually huh warmed us up to her. It's well it's brilliant. It's good story he knows know. the fans.
1: He's smart. He gets us. It's like, look, they're not going to like this because I know Star Wars fans. So I give them something they don't like, planning on them not liking it, and then I can build it into someone that they will like.
0: Yep, exactly. Exactly.
1: That makes sense. But yeah, it's that... Those attachments that you get, you know, even with people you don't know, it's that, you know, you get left behind. And you're like, well, are they going someplace better that, oh, that would could I be, be nice better there to too if I own. went there too and it may not even be the exact same place as them it's like you said like a dream job it's like oh I well, want to go to my dream job exactly it may
0: not be the same dream job but it's something that you you, they're know, doing, you have your own dreams
1: they're doing what I want to do in the sense of living their dream. they're living their dream. they're enjoying going to work which is like yeah I actually learned a very interesting thing 70% of Workers, everyone who works, are unsatisfied with their job. They're not bad workers necessarily, but work is not something that they look forward to. Seventy percent.
0: No, well, it's because a lot of us are working for somebody else That's and true. earning the money for someone else. Yeah. And so, on top of your wages, your work is worth more than what you're getting paid. Yeah. But your boss gets a cut, and his boss gets a cut, and it's interesting because we we talk. Everybody bashes MLMs, multi-level marketing schemes. You know they're basically pyramid schemes. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. But when uh, when you look at them and then you look at the regular structure of a business, it's all the same. It is. Like you have the people at the bottom who are doing the work, who are going out there, and whether in an MLM they're trying to sell, right? So yes. Salespeople trying to sell, and when they do sell something, they get them, They get some money. And then the person above them gets money, whether or not they did any work. Yeah. And then the person of them above them gets money. The last couple of days, I've been working uh, later than anybody else, uh-huh. and uh, work has slowed down just a little bit because the heating guys are falling behind. Uh huh. But like, I'm I'm working, you know, just a full eight hours, and I call the other guys. Like I got done a, like an hour early on Monday, uh-huh. and I'm like, Hey, can I? Do you guys need some help? And they're already home. <laughs> Like, and I'm I'm an hour and a half away from being home. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? How long have you guys been off work? Yeah. They've already been off work for like at least half an hour or an hour. Right. And here I am sitting there and I still got another hour and a half before I even get home. Right. Now granted, they're not getting paid for that, but my bosses are. Uh-huh. Because the money I'm, I'm bringing in. Yeah. But, so, it yeah, that's why people aren't happy is they don't like seeing their work. Being profited on by somebody else. Uh, now, I'm not uh, saying that that's the wrong way to you're go. You're saying but,
1: <laughs> something along the lines of someone working and then someone else getting a share of that work, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> share of that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, so anyway, so that, that was our little diversion for a minute and a half. <laughs> Point is, it was sad that... Uh, it was sad that the I was leaving. And we all have those moments that make us sad. Yes. When people leave our lives. Whether or not we even knew them. Like your people driving on the highway. That was an yeah, even better an- analogy than mine. <laughs> oh, great. Um, so, how far are you in the book?
1: Uh, to be honest, I'm in the same spot.
0: Oh, where was that? I forgot. Uh,
1: Bilbo just left the Shire. <laughs> okay. So, (laughs)
0: gotcha. All right. So now we go into Saruman. Uh, We have Gandalf meeting with Saruman. And the one thing I really liked about the book and it stuck with me, not everything did. Like I tried to open it up to see where we were in the book today.
1: Uh
0: Yeah, nothing. I I got nothing. All right. (laughs) Like there's so many other people it talks about in in the world of Middle Earth. Uh, Rather than like the movie, just following the main characters. He he talks about all these other characters Uh in the book. Uh, and so it was kind of hard for me to to pin that down. But the one thing I did remember is that S- a, Saruman is always called Saruman the White. But when Gandalf is there talking to him, and Saruman reveals his his true colors, as mm-hmm. it were, Gandalf looks closer at his robes and realizes that his robes are not white, but they are made up of many different colors, a rainbow of colors huh. in his in his. Uh, robes. And their their clothing very much reflects who they are. So Saruman was supposed to be Saruman, the white, the pure, the un, unfallible, the, right. the the untainted. Yes, the untainted. And now when Gandalf looks closer, he is Saruman the many-colored. and mm. That was the name that stuck with me when I thought about It's because he switches his sides, you know, depending on what's happening in the world, he will... Just kind of adapt to it. Right. And you never know what he's going to do. You can't trust him. And so Mm. Saruman, the many colored. And that always stuck with me. And I tried to look closer in the the show. But the only thing that I I noticed about the clothes is that most people don't have clean clothes in this show. Yeah. It's very cool, actually. It's very refreshing in a lot of ways. Especially when I'm over at my grandma's house and see her watching a Hallmark show. And... Like everything is sparkly clean. Yeah. <laughs> like sickeningly so. Oh yeah. But then Lord of the Rings, like, the first time you meet Aragorn, he's crossing his legs in the corner and on his pant legs are mud, is mud. He's got mud splashed on his pant huh. legs. I'm like, and that's such an interesting detail to have. Yeah. For people and it's dried on, so you know it's been a while since he was been out been out there. Right. And it's just kind of cool to think that they went to that level of detail. Yeah. And then right after that, it shows the bartender, and he has clean clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, but it makes sense. He's indoors all day. Yeah, that's true. You'd think you might have a little bit of, uh, like, a cigar ash and stuff, maybe, yeah. but, you know, a little bit of smoke in the room, discoloration, but it, it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got even the pictures of your Lego, the ring race, their capes here are all tattered.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. It is quite neat that they went to that level of detail, because people didn't have washing machines. Their clothes weren't clean every day.
1: I'm pretty sure the Nazgul didn't ever do laundry.
0: Probably not. Can you imagine? Oh man, those robes would stay Oh yeah. Got a decomposing corpse spirit thing inside them, and yeah, like they're wearing
1: gloves and stuff. Like, did they like
0: the boots and stuff? You take
1: those off and like.
0: I have to change my socks every day to make yeah. sure I don't have issues with moisture and stuff. Yeah. you Imagine being in the damp environment of Middle Earth and the swamps and stuff. Ugh. Of course, I guess nobody really changes their clothes. Yeah. But the hobbits don't have to change their socks. No, they don't. <laughs> what well, do they eat when they don't have hobbit? What do they eat when they can't get hobbit? What
1: do
0: they eat when they can't get hobbits? <laughs> yeah, that was fun, too. Well, we are introduced to Strider in this. And yes. by now we know Strider inside and out. I, I did not know who he was when I first saw it. And so I thought maybe he was a bad guy. Uh-huh. But then as soon as he grabbed Frodo and took him out of the room, I'm like, there's no way he's a bad guy. Because the bad guys just try to kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So he's not a bad guy.
1: Maybe he's a bounty hunter or something. Something like, yeah. I, I honestly was like, I don't know who this dude is, but... Uh... That's kind of shady
0: yeah he's got he still has a pretty cool sword though yeah like, he it's does. it's not narsil it's not the shards of narsil no. that turn into Anduril, flame of the west but it's a pretty good looking sword yeah. and i must say that the aragorn ends up giving the hobbits some swords at yeah. some point. he picks up some hobbit-sized swords at some point yeah. basically just daggers but he gets those and every one of them is distinct like they yes. all have a different hilt. They all have a different design of so the blade. Cool. Oh, man. The guys who did the swordsmithing for this... I mean,
1: you think about it, and then you look at the orc swords. They're all the same. Yep. Same sword, same design, same look. Because they're mass-producing them. Just put them on, put them off. It's not even any variance at all. No. Nope. And then these ones, all elven blades, they're all... I mean, I guess in the when you have the big battles, the... The uh, secondary elves who get killed, they always... Maybe they have the same looking swords, but all the main swords are all different.
0: Yeah, all the the main characters have different swords.
1: Yeah. Of course, that was back when, you know, when you bought the movies and stuff, they gave you a little catalog, and you could buy the letter openers that were shaped like the swords or the full-size swords. I remember those little booklets that came with the movies. Those were cool
0: ben actually for for church had to do had to read something all the way through Uh uh-huh and my cousin aaron uh is really big at the lord of the rings and all that stuff and she was his teacher and he finished reading this thing doing this assignment and as a reward she bought him a sting letter opener really yeah
1: it's (gasps) awesome that's (laughs) so cool
0: Oh, but yeah, no. There's a there was definitely a huge merchandising opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, I don't know if they actually anticipated how crazy it was going to get because people still make custom ones from Lord of the Rings all oh, the time. Oh, for sure. Um, so Aaron has a full size Ringwraith sword. <gasps> it's huge. Oh,
1: I'm
0: it's sure. It's amazing. That's it's so, cool. so beautiful. And she has a bunch of other swords as well. I can't remember the other ones that she has. I think she had Glamdring, which is. Gandalf's sword yes but i think that was pretty much it oh man it was so fun it's so cool to see those things and that's one of those purchases that i would i would do right now if i just had the money sitting around to do it Uh uh-huh yeah i'd absolutely have a freaking flame of the west on my wall
1: oh yeah (laughs) i'd have lightsabers to be honest oh
0: yeah that too we're hoping to go to disneyland next year and uh Galaxy's Edge is going to suck a lot
1: of money out of the oh, yeah. bank account. I actually <laughs> looked up, like, the coolest things you can get in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah? And I'm like, oh, man, i got to save a lot of money. Because there's all these things where I was like, oh, I want that, and I want this, <sighs> and I want that, and I want that. I mean, just lightsabers. I could spend $1,000 and oh, not even yeah. get everything I want. <laughs> the only thing that I'm upset that I won't be able to get is the full-size astromech. Because it's, like, $20,000. Oh,
0: yeah, it's twenty five grand. Yeah. Yep. And it's custom built just for you. Yeah. You get to pick the colors. You can yeah. pick what style. It can be a BB unit. It can be an R2 unit. Yep. It can be an R5. You get to pick whatever you want. Unfortunately,
1: I don't have 25 grand just laying around that I could drop on a ashramic One day, maybe, but <laughs> not right now.
0: No. Nope. Ah, oh, goodness. But. Well, getting back to Lord of the Rings <laughs> <laughs> and the awesome swords they've got. Um, I wanted to flip over to Gandalf and Saruman again. Gandalf chastises Saruman for his use of the Palantir. Yes. Uh, they're not all accounted for, the Lost seeing stones. I think there were seven. I think there were seven Palantirs, and uh, a lot of them were lost. Yes. And most of them ended up in the hands of Sauron.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: because he wanted to use them to communicate with his generals, which we turn out it Turns out, Saruman is one of those. Yeah. Um the lost seeing stones maybe there are only five I can never remember the number but there are a Mm -hmm. bunch of them and we don't know where they all are right but I actually know where another one is
1: do you I do I know where one was where was one Weathertop yes there was one in Weathertop oh right yep
0: oh man the fortress the watchtower of Amun-Sul yep yeah they used to use them to communicate between the different uh, different lands of Middle-earth they were held by the kings, but then Sauron showed up on the scene and started collecting them and taking over. Interesting, kind of removing their ability to communicate. And then after that, the signals of Gondor were put up. Yes. Sometime after that, so. You but think
1: a palantir would be so much faster? You'd
0: think so, but mm-hmm. the one thing the palantir has uh, always done is corrupted people who use it repeatedly. It can be a useful tool. But in when it's in the hands of the wrong person or under control of the wrong person like Sauron, it can become a very bad and evil thing. Huh. And I was sitting there thinking about that. I'm like, wait a minute. Did Tolkien totally predict our time? Because you have a, a communication device that can become corrupted by an evil force. Huh. If used improperly, it can be used correctly and was intended to be used and can in a certain be a great tool and can be a great tool and then is corrupted. Holy cow, is this not exactly what happened with like cell phones? Yeah, <laughs> they can be the most amazing tools in the world and you can do the, the coolest and greatest things. And then on the other side of it, you can look up the most horrible and do the most horrible things with your cell phone as a tool. Yeah, and it all depends on which influences your communicating with Mm -hmm. in the case of saruman he was communicating with evil yeah and therefore he became corrupted and became saruman the many colored and yeah uh, yeah it's just so cool and i I had never thought of my cell phone as a palantir (laughs) but for now on like i wonder if i want my lock screen to be the eye of Sauron now
1: that would be cool and
0: just be a little reminder like hey what are you using this for?
1: Well, you should just do that and then have the uh, ringtone be him saying, I see you. I see you. It's like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) where is another one at then? I
0: don't know if I want that coming from my butt pocket, though. Yeah, that's (laughs) weird. (laughs) Sorry, so another one. We don't see this in the movie, but in the book, it talks about, and I'm not sure if it's explicit that he has one, but it says that Denethor, the steward of Gondor, Was corrupted by a Palantir. Palantir, which actually makes sense to me. Yeah. Even in, even watching the movies after the fact, thinking, man, he is so dark and so evil. Is he has a Palantir? They just didn't show it in the movie. Huh. And it totally works. That makes
1: sense. He knew everything that Gandalf tells to Pippin. He's like, don't talk about this, 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 and this. And he's like, I've and wander to the throne. I've seen this. And right as he walks in, Death Lord's like, this, 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 and this. And like, <laughs> yeah, I know
0: all of their secrets. <laughs> oh,
1: dang it. <laughs> oh, so it would make sense if he Whoop. used the Palantir to... Yeah, I
0: mean, he could have spies everywhere and stuff. And we yeah. I mean, Faramir leads a bunch of those. But, wow. Still, Still
1: makes sense, though. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. So, huh. lesson for the day... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sar- Saruman tells Gandalf that we have to join with Sauron. Man, have you ever been betrayed by somebody in your mm-hmm. life? I can't me, think of a time I've really been betrayed, mean, betrayed since betrayed I was a, a kid. Betrayed,
1: guess, but n- not like that. No. Not where your world is just like all of a sudden um, flipped upside down. We're
0: both we're both religious. Yeah. We both are active members of our church. Uh, and... The, the only thing that came close to it is, is people going completely against what you
1: believe. Growing up with those away. people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Growing up Who with you them. Guys were, you were religious with them together. Yeah. And you guys all participated in the activities. Participated. Yeah. You, you heard their, their beliefs in what you guys believed in and their conviction. And you saw yeah. how um, dedicated they were to it. And then, yeah, to have them just... Turn away from it, it. away. That's yeah. true. I've seen that. I've... And it's it's
0: heartbreaking. I mean, can you imagine Gandalf sitting there like Ugh. this is the man who who led him? He this had is all like the answers. Having uh, for everybody out there, depending on your religion, either your your pastor or your bishop or your um, or whoever leads your congregation at your church, suddenly saying like, "Nope, we're gonna worship the devil now." It's yeah. like what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and Gandalf even, he has the same reaction. He's like, when, when did Saruman the Wise abandon a reason for madness? It's yeah. like, what are you doing? Now, granted, we can definitely chalk that up to the corruption of the Palantir. Yeah. And his communication with Sauron. thinking that, uh, having the arrogance that he could spy on Sauron yeah. and not be corrupted. But then Sauron can lie through the Palantir. The yeah. Palantir doesn't see truth. It sees what you want to show. Yeah. And so it can be a corrupting influence. You can lie through the Palantir if you're good enough. And obviously Sauron is...
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. I know
0: I know. there's not symbolism in this show, but I'm drawing a lot of stuff from it. I know, right?
1: <laughs> Speaking of corruption, I heard this, this theory. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Sure. It was interesting, it was talking about Boromir, where it was like, okay. you how many people just write him off as, you know, he's the character that has to go bad, and, you know. Mm-hmm. But someone uh, posed a theory that he, when he handled the shards of Narsil, and he touched, he had the handle, he touched the exact spot that Sauron got his fingers cut off.
0: Yes. He's like,
1: what if there was residue of Sauron's blood on that sword? And when Boromir cuts himself, he actually gets infected by By Sauron's Sauron's blood, blood. which is why he is susceptible to the ring. Hmm. And when I saw the reading, it, it was like very interesting. And they're like, and that might be way off. It like feels a little but weird, but <laughs> it's a possibility. I mean, it's yeah. it's interesting. It's like, and in the end, it might just it be the fact that the men are weak and Boromir just felt I mean, they they it. did
0: collect the shards of Narsil. Yeah, they collected all the different pieces, and whether that actually works with that, I don't know. I mean, it kind of looked clean. Yeah, because it was dirty. Oh yeah, it was dirty. We see when. Uh, Elendil raises Narsil into the air, he's got, like, orc blood on it. Yeah. So we know it It is, it, it doesn't stain, because elvish blades don't stain with blood. That's true. But it did have stuff on it, so... Yeah. yeah. That's possible. It I, I like to chalk it up just to the straight-up ring. That's true. Corrupt uh, Corrupting men. The only the reason that Aragorn now. could resist at all is because he's a Dunedain. So... Yeah. Yeah, cheating. I think he's cheating. He is <laughs> cheating. Oh well, there's just a couple other things I wanted to to jump in here. Sure. We get to we go to Bree. The Nazgul chase him around. Uh, the Nazgul are pretty stupid, <laughs> cause Mary freaking throws the yeah. satchel
1: and it's like, ah,
0: satchel! I must chase the satchel. Yeah, it was
1: funny. I never got that <laughs> part because now he is leaning over, smelling. Yes, and, I don't think they see. And Mary steps up. Like he, uh, that's interesting. That's a good theory. They might be blind. Because like he, he comes out from his hiding spot. I'm like, there's no way they didn't see <laughs> him. Mary lean like, out
0: leans clear out and throws this thing. But then again, hobbits for some reason can disappear into the woodwork. Yeah, that's true. That seems to be their special ability. They can just kind of sneak around.
1: Yeah. Sneaky. Except when they're in a tower with fire. Oh my gosh! And they can't. All
0: right. Well, let's 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 get into this. Um, so we <laughs> go to Bree. That poor gatekeeper. He's just. He's
1: I feel awesome so guy. bad for him. He was just. There was no reason for him to die. It's like that
0: Hobbit in the Shire. I was gonna say he didn't die.
1: He just got smashed. Smashed it. Yeah, he crawled out from under. Granted,
0: he was underneath a large door, and it could have spread out the weight. Yeah. Because the the big door didn't splinter or anything or oh, so crack, yeah. so it's possible that he, he just survived. got pushed into the mud and he's yeah. fine. <laughs> and it was it
1: would have been raining all night, so he that's just, true. He just and know, if you, you like watch, pushing. he like
0: disappears. Yeah, he does. and I know that's because in the movie they actually had a little pit for the stunt person to fall into. Uh-huh. So they actually went down under the ground. Nice. And the so the wall came down on top of them. And they went into the ground so that the horses could run across. I mean, it was all real. Right. Which is amazing. That's so cool. cool. Yeah. Um that's another thing about the special effects is now sometimes I can see them. I see the special effects that they used. Uh-huh. And there's one scene in particular that has ruined it for me. Uh, I can't watch it anymore without without seeing the special effects. What is it? And it's when Gandalf is sitting at the table and Frodo's pouring him tea from from the kettle in the fireplace in the kitchen. Huh. And they're talking about Sauron and the rings on the table. That scene, I can see all the special effects now. Interesting. I can see how they did it, and it bugs me so bad. (laughs) And I think it could have been fixed if they had just changed a couple of things. Right. And it would have worked perfectly. But they tried to make it look like they were in line with each other. But if you watch it, they're totally not. And I can see that. So if they just had Gandalf looking to the side a little, just a little bit. And talking to Frodo, it would have worked. And I just, I, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just have a hard time with it. They did a fantastic job still, though. Um, so the Nazgul, they come in. We have the whole thing at the at Bree, at the Prancing Pony. What's that? This, my friend, is a, a, pint. Pint. <laughs> a pint. A pint is two cups.
1: I'm getting one. You've yeah. already had a You've had a I've whole had a half, half already. already.
0: You've had a whole half already. A whole half. That's awesome. A whole awesome. half. I love all the stuff that they say in these things. Yeah. That that was the other thing I was thinking about to start the podcast. This is like, better than a pint. Better than a pint. <laughs> this is it's a pint. There's, there's, so much, there's so much here. There's actually a lot left to talk about in, in what we watched here. I don't know yeah. if we want to... Just save it till the next time, and we can keep going. We're we're not quite at an hour yet. We got, go for got, it. About fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um. So, poor gatekeeper comes in, and we have our Peter Jackson cameo.
1: Yes. And the carrot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what the heck was that? Just like yum yum yum. It's like yeah, that's obviously the first carrot you've eaten. in
1: <laughs> That's not how you, you don't want a eat carrot that full of carrot little <laughs> baby carrot. <laughs> exactly. Kind of a weirdo are you?
0: <laughs> oh, oh man, and the whole time and we meet Mary and Pippin in this in this thing <laughs> right here. It's Frodo. Hey Mary, hey, it's Frodo. Betty, it's Frodo Baggins. Oh, hi Frodo. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay, Mr. Frodo?
1: You've been in With Farmer Maggot's crop. I don't know why he's so mad. We've only taken a couple of carrots. And, and the, the cabbages, cabbages from last week. And, and the three bags of potatoes and last week. The... And, the, and the things before that.
0: It's like, yes! Yes! All Pippin! I'm saying is he's clearly overreacting. He's clearly overreacting. <laughs> they go off the cliff, which is a classic, classic element of physical comedy. Yes. Now's the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Ah! <laughs> and, uh, I And like how they're
1: all, you know, they, they stop themselves, but Sam is straight up just <laughs> looking behind him and just barrels. Sam is the clutch. Right Sam him. is
0: Sam definitely represents the audience in a lot of ways. Like anytime there's uh, somebody who doesn't get what's happening or is clumsy and stuff, that really represents the audience. Yeah. And how well they do that depends on whether or not the audience likes that. They didn't like it with Jar Jar. No, they didn't.
1: Because Jar Jar
0: is us. Jar Jar is who we would be. Mm -hmm. in those situations which
1: ironically is also Kylo Ren yes he was patterned after Star Wars fans his attitude (laughs) is based off of Star Wars fans that I totally get yeah like throwing a fit Uh like if I had a lightsaber I'd just smash everything it's like you know there are fans that would do that too and you would suck at it yep (laughs)
0: And then they fall down the hill, and <laughs> there's the pile of poop right there. Oh, that was close. That was that close. Was... I laughed really hard at that because I'm like, how easy would it have been to just go for the cheap shot and just have them land in the poop? Uh huh. But now, instead of just a cheap potty humor, it's just a really funny moment.
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That was close.
0: I, <laughs> I think I've broken something. <laughs> Pulled out a carrot. carrot. Oh. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> It's a shortcut, shortcut to what? Mushrooms. And uh, so they get the mushrooms, and then that's when the ring race shows oh, up for the first have time. Oh, that cool where
1: the like the road gets longer, but it gets closer, yes. and it's like whoa.
0: And I, oh man, I used to know how to do that on my camera. It's either move, you move, move the camera and out and while you zoom out.
1: in. I think it is.
0: Yes, yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah, it's the opposite. Like whichever it's direction you're other. going, you're yeah. to stretch or to compress it you do it at the same time. You're moving forward and zooming in, zooming out or moving backwards and zooming in. I can't remember which one's which, but
1: point is, it's a really cool effect that is trippy.
0: Yep. And uh, it was used very well in that moment. Yeah. Like some some people t- tend to use it a little too much. Mm-hmm. You'll see it in movies and TV shows and stuff when the when the main character realizing something bad is go- about to happen, and it'll do that zoom trick and Yeah. But it gets across what we're thinking, you know? Yeah. That something is coming. He can sense it, and the realization is hitting him. And get off the road. Get off the road! That black rider is looking for something. Or someone.
1: Frodo. So uh, I have to get out of the shire. We have to get debris.
0: And then one of the famous Little lines. Buckleberry very fairy. <laughs> yep, I love it. Buckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. and they just barely miss the rider oh man and why was Frodo so freaking far behind he was up with everybody the entire time because Frodo's when he gets dramatic. stuck on the fence he's dramatic he is very dramatic so is oh, Sam they are like Merry and Pippin are the only ones that aren't dramatic until Pippin has to go with Gandalf to Minas, Minas Tirith and then yeah. Mary's suddenly like I can't go with you it's like wait what <laughs> Here, we'll see each
1: other again. Uh, right, Mary? I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
0: Like, that was a little dramatic, but it's it was real. And that's why we... Now, we poor that poor soldier. i just,
1: you know, point now that... Mary just blows past him and he kind of falls over and then Aragorn knocks him over too. Dude's just standing in his post and they just... <laughs> Which knock one him was, over. That? Where was and that? That same one when uh, he goes to see watch um, Pippin leave with Gandalf. He runs to the top of the tower. And he runs past a soldier that I think is coming down the stairs. Uh-huh. And the guy like kind of trips a little bit to get out yeah. of Mary's way. <laughs> and he goes Aragorn. to stand up and Aragorn just like barrels into him. and just... <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Poor guy. That's uh, like, what did I do?
1: Yeah, right. Do you like, have I any just... idea
0: how much this armor weighs? Oh, it's yeah. not easy to stand back up.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that, anyway, that yeah, it, he's so work. dramatic. That That's why. He had to have a dramatic exit.
0: Yeah. Well, it, the movie also helps set up how scary the ring race are through this section, too. Yes. Because we have Gandalf learning that the Nine have left Minas Morgul. yes, And he freaks. He's like, he's like the Nine! Oh. And that's when he leaves. That's when he decides he's going to leave. Like, nothing yeah. before that.
1: Frodo. Frodo.
0: Which is interesting, because he says the name of the hobbit who is carrying the ring to Saruman. But Saruman never passes that on. Just like he never, just like Saruman never tells Sauron that he has the Hobbits and that they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. I think Saruman believed he could take the Ring from Sauron
1: oh, and overthrow it. It Sauron. It makes sense because yeah. Gandalf says, you know, he they, had, they share power.
0: A lot of power. Yeah. And he's like, so yeah. At for the end, sure. Yep.
1: Sauron's like, I think I could take him if I get the Ring. I could take him. Yeah. That's interesting. Silly, silly man. Because they know that it's a hobbit, and through the whole movie, the bad guys know it's a hobbit. They just don't know which one.
0: Yep. And <laughs> funnily enough, they never get caught.
1: <laughs> no, they don't.
0: Oh my goodness. Huh. Uh, and then we have Aragorn also talking about the ring wraiths and uh, what they used to be. And this led me Great to kings. my big question do they still have their rings? I did not see them. Nope. And it is because they do not.
1: They don't, huh?
0: Nope. They are kept by Sauron. Sauron holds all nine rings.
1: Is that what binds them?
0: Yep. That's what we think. So, we just think that—that's the theory. Um, so I read some stuff online that there are people who are like, no, the ringwraiths still have their rings because of these certain passages in, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, Two
1: Towers, and or a similarian, to or...
0: and then. But then you actually hear from Tolkien himself in some letters that he wrote, answering questions of fans and things like that. Uh-huh. And he said, no, the the Nine are still in service to him because he holds their rings and they are subservient to them. They've huh. lost themselves to their rings. And as long as he holds them, he controls them. Like, oh,
1: makes sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that that is also confirmed with me watching in slow motion and frame by frame. Yeah. When the uh, the king of the ring race, the Witch, Witch king the Witch King of Angmar, when he stabs Frodo, we see both of his hands briefly on screen. His left hand definitely does not have a ring. His right hand was somewhat obscured because yeah. of the shadow world. Right. But I did uh, I did not see a ring, and then it was confirmed later through those. Letters?
1: Nope. He doesn't. Well, that makes sense. All
0: right, pop quiz, Scott. What Uh is the name of the pony that is led by the hobbits throughout the fellowship?
1: The name of the pony. (laughs) Is it ever said in the movie? It is actually.
0: Yes, it is. Not even during this part, I don't think. But when I was watching it, suddenly it popped into my head that I knew the name of the pony. And it's said by Aragorn right in front of the mines of Moria. And he says, the mines are no place for a pony, even even one as brave as... So-and-so. Bill. Bill! (laughs) Bill the pony. And then he
1: tells him he'll find his way home.
0: Yep. And he does. I think in the book it actually says that Bill actually did make his way home. Huh. Which is pretty cool. But I that that might be just hearsay and me making stuff up, so who knows? I like
1: knowing that he got home safe, so I'll agree with that. Now, Bill, we're huh? getting
0: we're getting a little bit ahead, but I was reminded of this because we're watching them march through the marshes, and then Bill just disappears at Weathertop, like we have no idea where he is.
1: But then he somehow finds his way back to them. Oh, he's grazing. They couldn't bring him into Weathertop. Cause no, the stairs. no it's stairs. So he was just kind of out. He's like Po
0: from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. His old nemesis.
1: And uh, the race don't care about him because he's just a pony.
0: Now this is also where I noticed that it appears that Bilbo taught Frodo some Elvish. Yes. Because Aragorn is singing that song, about the the Elvish of? And Frodo recognizes it. He doesn't maybe understand everything that Aragorn is saying, but he recognizes some of the key things, you know. Yeah he's singing about a woman and it's a sad song for some reason. There's yeah. something about it. So he asks and Aragorn basically translates into the common tongue what the what the meaning of the song is, which yeah. is pretty cool. I really liked that.
1: I gotta say that every time I hear Elvish I'm like, come on Duolingo. Just Right? Give me it's Elvish. There.
0: It's there.
1: Goodness gracious. There's a translator
0: on Line for Hutties and I can't freaking get
1: Elvish. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I'm sure you can actually. I bet there are people who speak it.
1: Oh, I know. Pe- I know people who speak it. You do? Oh, yeah.
0: Gosh, that's for some reason that's just cool.
1: I know, right? <laughs>
0: Why is that cool, but Klingon to us isn't?
1: Uh, because, uh, you know, I don't know. It's <laughs> interesting enough, I was at work the other day, and yeah. uh, one of the guys messed up, and he was like, "Oh, dang it, Jim," and another guy. Who's I'm? I think he thinks he's older than us, but I was the same age as him. Okay. He was like, I don't think they get that reference. Really? Yeah. Ref, you, you know, know I'm I like we're Which age. is funny because I'm like, are you trying to out nerd me? Because challenge <laughs> <John> accepted. <laughs> uh, so I responded. I was like, only if you think we're out of our Vulcan minds. <laughs> And his response was, oh, I don't actually know Star Trek. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, you, you tried punk. to outsmart me, and so then I You tried showed, to out-nerd me? I outnerded you, and then you're like, oh, I don't know it. I'm like and you he just gave up. Yeah, okay. What a little baby. Of course I know what he's talking about. <laughs> Dang it, Jim. Dang it, Jim. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a pool man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was. Uh, I'm a doctor,
0: uh, not a physicist.
1: <laughs> so you tried to out-nerd me, huh? Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, I've tried multiple times to start episode two so I can watch through that point between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett. Uh, yeah. Because I want to know that. Because you said it the other day. It bugged me that I didn't know it. <laughs> like, I'm, I will not be
1: outclassed here. <laughs>
0: like, I, I know this stuff. I want to know it.
1: Yep. I know the same <laughs> same thing a long time ago when I was a teenager and we went snowmobiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, the leader... The adults that was with us I was like. So did anyone else think of hoth while they were out here? And I didn't, and I was so disappointed with myself. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I should know this." No, think I didn't. That. And then years later, we went again because my boss owns snowmobiles. Yeah, so we went, and I know. I I <laughs> I just we were at an open stretch, and he's like, "You just hit the throttle and just hold on," and I did. And the thing that went through my head was Poe with the Tie Fighter. And I said it I'm like, "Dang, this thing really
0: moves! <laughs> this
1: thing really moves!" That's so cool.
0: Ah, uh, there's only a few times in my life where I have really just let go of everything in my life and just ridden something. Uh-huh. And one of them was snowmobiling. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that's so amazing. And and part of it's because you can't be thinking about other stuff. Like you got to be paying attention to what your yeah what your sled's doing, and you got to pay attention to. The snow because the snow hides everything. Oh my gosh. You gotta be watching out for hidden stuff underneath it. You gotta watch the drifts.
1: Craters. Holes,
0: craters, cliffs,
1: cliffs. oh overhangs for sure. Oh my gosh. I almost went down. I almost went off a hill. I did I my turn radius wasn't as much as I thought it was. (laughs) And I had I not stopped, I'd have gone down.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: But I I stopped and I just like grabbed the end of the Snowmobile and turned it so I could make the turn. And I was like, I was by myself too. I was like, I, oh, because I was something happened. We were like, we were moving, stuck. and I was like, okay, I'll turn around and go. And they had already taken off. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. gone here.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, that, yeah. So you basically you have to let go of everything in your life and just yeah. enjoy your time and enjoy it and try not to die. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the next one I was thinking about while they're going through those marshes, um, we have the awesome second breakfast experience, (laughs) where we learn about the seven meals of a Hobbit's day. Yes. So you have breakfast, second Second breakfast, breakfast. eleven c's, luncheon, luncheon, afternoon tea, afternoon tea, dinner dinner, and supper, supper. seven. There you go. Ah. and that's a funny moment. Does he know about them? Wouldn't count. I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, you can you can shake the magic eight ball on that one. But the the part that really makes that funny, I mean it's it's kind of amusing. It's like, oh my gosh, the hobbits eat constantly. Oh yeah. But then Aragorn throws an apple back. <laughs> and Mary catches it, hands and he it. hands it to Pippin and Pippin looks at it. And then he gets drilled in the forehead <laughs> with another one. And looks up. And he looks straight like, up. Like, where did that come from? It's like, what the heck? That reminds me of Galaxy Quest when he's looking for his shoes or his pants. you guys like, help you guys me look for his shoe? Look shoe? Looks, looks like, like this, this. And they, they just... look on the ceiling they look up. It's there like, God. what the heck? I just, oh my goodness. Well, it's... I mean,
1: they were, you know, squids and they went up on ceilings. So they do go it's up on not far fetched that they would be the up ceiling. there.
0: That's true. However, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't change. It's like, how did you not see where that came from? It very blatantly did not come from straight above you, yeah. unless it hit yeah. you a lot harder than we think it did. Yeah, like I can see the trajectory in the film of yep. where that came it, from. Uh, it definitely arcs,
1: and it's not straight down. It makes again. Makes, how many Marian times Hibin, take to not get Not the shot? brightest in the bunch. No, he is not. Um, next time, throw yourself down the pool of the rid of your stupidity. <laughs>
0: we'll get there. We'll get there next time. We're getting time. there. I, I'm shocked at how little of the movie we've gone
1: through. Yeah, the, my wife asked me. she said, like, so where are you at? And I'm like, <laughs> like uh, I think Bilbo just left the Shire, which is not too far off. So no, the, She's like, oh, Frodo nice. bilbo <laughs> was
0: about to leave the Shire. We, what, what are we, three
1: episodes in now? Three episodes in and we're at, what, maybe 20 minutes into the movie no no we're
0: we're almost to an hour okay
1: good that makes me feel better
0: (laughs) oh my goodness but we're 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 definitely at least tripling this yeah oh my gosh
1: well we are bouncing around um
0: oh yeah and we haven't even started talking about the freaking battle of the wizards
1: yeah that was so cool
0: oh my heck that was amazing like Uh, So Gandalf says, you abandon reason for madness. And then a fight freaking breaks out. Yeah. And uh, I'm watching. It's really cool to watch these wizards hitting each other without hitting each other. Yeah. And I'm sure there was the temptation for him to create some kind of effect that showed magic coming out of the staff. But he didn't ever do it. And it really grounded it yeah in a really interesting way like star wars uh we don't see the force but we see what the force does yeah and that kind of helps to ground it It makes it feel more real because it's not overlaid by magic movie magic or or some kind of special effect Mm -hmm. um not obscured at all it's just there it's raw so awesome (laughs) so cool i
1: liked how saruman's staff looked like his tower
0: yeah, I, I do actually. So cool. I do like Saruman's staff. It's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, so I started thinking about it. I'm like, how the heck did Saruman steal Gandalf's staff? Like he just reached out and and just commanded it to come to him, and it just flew out of Gandalf's hands. Yeah, but it, it is was holding with two late. hands.
1: Was he? Yeah, he had oh, both hands on gracious. it. It gone.
0: Oh man. And so I thought about it and I think it's kind of like a Jedi's lightsaber where they have to concentrate to make sure that the other person can't turn it off and Gandalf had got beaten a few times and Gan- yeah. Gandalf threw him back threw him through the doors threw Saruman through the doors and he Saruman landed and Gandalf probably just took a second to like oh just I like hurt. oh my gosh I'm hurting I'm in pain I'm tired and then and that's when Saruman Sarma it. seized it. it and was like, gah! And now you let you're... your guard down for a second. And once again, we show that Gandalf is the Lester. lesser wizard. And he uh, despite uh
1: spins it, around.
0: Yeah, he does this break dancing.
1: And then gets thrown up into the ceiling.
0: Yeah, that was interesting.
1: Uh, that looked like it hurt.
0: It did, really did. But then we get to see him later. He's on top of the tower. And we're watching. He's looking down and seeing the beginnings of the army that Saruman has been ordered to create. Build me an army worthy of Mordor. And then we see the orcs that uh, Sar- Sauron sent to help Saruman build his army. Yep. What news from the Eye? What news from Mordor?
1: What is the icon? Singular, eye command? lidless... He didn't flame. He didn't flame.
0: and you know what? It's so fun to watch Christopher Lee because he looks like he's having fun. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> and I'm sure he is. We talked before about what a huge fan he was of Lord of the Rings.
1: That he met J.R.R. Tolkien. Did he? Yeah, he was the only one of the cast who'd met him. Ah, uh, he'd met him. I'm like oh, he's such so
0: a cool, cool. dude. Ah, yeah, uh, he, he was, was so
1: amazing. He's gone now. He was, he was interesting. You know, I mean, going back to Star Wars, mm-hmm. he was approached for the role of Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. And He was like, mm, he nah. was. And then his best friend Peter Cushing was like, okay, I would like there. a job. And uh, Chris really went, "Dang it!" So when he was off with Count Dooku, he was like, "Yes, give yes,
0: me yes, please, yes, please, right now." Which, <laughs> which I I like him much better. As yeah debut. i really enjoy him and he's such a phenomenal actor too yeah he is you can see it in the show like i know the acting has a lot of sore spots for a lot of people but his acting was spot on like he yeah. nailed it I agree. and that comes from you know decades and decades, decades and of hundreds of movies of acting yeah he <laughs> <laughs> just get it and you believe him every time And he's the sinister character and Maybe more difficult to secure your release.
1: <laughs> well, this won't stand. They've gone too far. It won't stand. They've gone too and far. And all Bounty Hunter's here, the Genotians don't trust them. Oh my gosh. Man, want,
0: but he is here. Freaking out nerding me, and it, it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so upset. <laughs> and, it's, and it's such a great feeling because well, this never happens at work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm never out nerded at work. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I can Ugh. help out there. I have this, apparently, a uh, gift to remember movie quotes. That's pretty really uh, awesome. If it's a movie I like, like Star Wars, then yeah, it's, it's pretty better. much the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can I play the movie in my head as I'm quoting it to you. So it's like, yeah? yeah?
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I was able to play movies on my phone. It was I was at work, and I was doing a finish. So putting in the sinks and uh-huh. toilets and all that stuff. And I turn on a movie and then the finish was done. <laughs> and I was just, I was totally in my own little world, just uh-huh. doing my job, doing my work, got the whole thing done and went, oh my gosh, I basically was just watching a movie the entire time. Yeah. I think it was Independence Day. Nice. I was watching <laughs> or listening to, I should say. I, I wasn't actually watching it except in my head. Because I can do that. Yep. Because we've seen it a million times.
1: Yep. That sounds Oh, man. And Lord of the Rings. I mean, I can't quote that as much, but as you've heard, I feel like we can quote it pretty well. We do
0: pretty good. We do pretty
1: awesome. I, I struggle on the names. That's, I think, where I get it. Yeah. Folklore, like the deep. Oh, yeah. Anything that's not names. in the movies. I'm like, it's, uh... it's a higher
0: one. <laughs> so, now, another pop quiz. What are the three items that the hobbits are cooking on the side of Weathertop? Bacon. That's one. Tomato. Yep.
1: Come on, I just saw this. (laughs) I know, right? Is it eggs?
0: It is not. It is not. I'll give you another shot. It is a protein.
1: I don't remember.
0: Tomatoes.
1: Sausages, Sausages. nice crispy
0: bacon. Uh, Uh, The only thing in
1: my head is, can I have some bacon?
0: That's all I can
1: think of. Oh gosh,
0: so you'll have to next time you'll have to quiz me on stuff. Okay. Okay. (laughs) When you when you hear stuff or when they say something specific, we'll quiz each other and see how we do.
1: What's the name of this? Oh no, I don't know. I already know how there's name. Who is the statue of? in When Boromir's looking at the sword in the left hand side of the screen, who's that of? Boromir's I don't know I have what to watch. sword. I have to... <laughs> what sword is he looking at? Edek. Oh. Oh, the who's statue. Holding? Who's that statue? The statue
0: holding the shards? Yeah. You know, it's so weird because then uh, Elrond comes in and it almost insinuates that it's Aragorn's mother. But that's not. That can't be accurate. No, because because why would Aragorn's mother be holding the shards of Narsil that are 3,000 years old?
1: Well, it's very simple, actually. I mean, as you see with the Dunedain. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no, no. idea. <laughs>
0: the Dunedain do not live 3,000 years. I don't care what Lord of the Rings Pedia says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
1: no, okay, I'll come up with some.
0: Now, it's interesting that... Uh, it's also interesting to me when the Nazgul actually attack Frodo. Um, on Weathertop, the freaking uh, Witch King stabs him with not his sword. He pulls out a dagger, a Morgul dagger. Yeah. He stabs him with that instead.
1: And stabs him in the arm. I right? don't understand why. Like, I mean, yeah, they're the main characters. So like, I don't... He, he knocks Sam to the side, like, but didn't cut him at all. And then yeah, the other two get right. in the way, and he just, like, moves them. Like, why didn't he kill them? Right? Like, okay, go, all right, whatever. And then, yeah, he stabs Frodo in his arm. Well, he
0: reaches for the ring, and then Frodo says, no, and he pulls it back. And the ring wraith doesn't do anything about
1: it. No, he gets a little mad. <laughs> and then stabs him in the and shoulder. Stabs him in the shoulder. Because that makes it easier.
0: Um, although, or it was intentional to turn him into a shadow. And then have him deliver the ring back. It's
1: possible. That,
0: that could have been it. And then they let Frodo keep carrying the ring this whole time? Yeah. Isn't it like three strikes and... and well, help, he elected you know? to
1: take it, so...
0: He. Uh, not
1: yet. Well, no, not yet. Yeah. That's why. Why he, else wouldn't he carry it? They probably didn't even need. think about it. Cause yeah, I don't probably. <laughs> Merry and Pippin, do they even know about the ring yet? No.
0: No, they do not. So um, they maybe saw it in action. In Sam's the, the only
1: one who's like the prancing pony, but but he's not going to take it from Frodo because.
0: No, that is. I did hear some things about Ring and A great about deal d- about Dark Lord. Yeah, dark lore. Something about the some other world. world. not <laughs> too important. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. And and this is the point where we come to. Where we have finally gotten through the next twenty minutes of the, yep. of the show. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh man, it's a great show. If you guys haven't watched it,
1: actually, you need to watch it, he was gonna kill Frodo. Yeah, because he stabs him, and then he goes to stab him again. You're right. Like. So he's probably gonna. And kill that's him. when Gandalf showed up. I wonder. Han shows up, not Gandalf. They're blind.
0: They're blind. The Nazgul are blind. Huh. That's why... He hit him in the arm? They couldn't hit him perfectly because he is in the shadow realm, but they still can't see. Not not in the traditional sense. They can still sense things.
1: Interesting. That's
0: how they don't walk into doors and (laughs) stuff like that.
1: But a torch to the face still hurts. Oh
0: my gosh. Now, interestingly, this was actually the first scene that Viggo Mortensen filmed as Aragorn. Really? Was the fight scene with the Nazgul on Weathertop. Huh. That was, they flew him in, and that was the first scene. They were already filming, and they didn't have him cast yet.
1: Ah. Uh. And
0: so when they finally cast him and flew him out to New Zealand, that was the first shot that they did. Huh. First scene was him fighting the ring race. He had no lines. He had no anything yeah it's just this is a fight scene here's your sword here's a torch let's figure something out and the choreographer like he got in like that day or something and so the choreographer threw this thing together last minute and it worked great It was awesome uh and yeah the torch to the face just throwing it through the air was brutal and awesome yeah and my daughter left before she saw that so that's, yeah, that's okay with me
1: good. yeah Because, like, I'm sure sure the Nazgul, they still feel pain. Uh,
0: I think it's the damage to their corporeal form, like, it endangers their connection to this world. Mm. My guess is that Sauron has to summon them and kind of give them power in order to stay in this world, in this realm. And physical damage to whatever physical form they have uh, endangers that. And that's why they left. When mm. he started lighting them on fire, they're like, Oh no, we can't lose these forms. We have to find out we have to stop these flames and we have to regenerate. Right. So that that's makes my, that's that's, <laughs> that's my made up reason. I mean it makes sense
1: to me, so <laughs> oh, it makes sense to me too, so what a coincidence.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: So we made
0: it. We made it through.
1: Made it to Weathertop.
0: Made <laughs> it to Weathertop. <laughs> and now, now we saw some really cool stuff.
1: huh? Did they go upstairs, the Nazgul? It looks like one of them just like, straight comes up the side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like all of a sudden he just appears on the outside. And there's like. There's
0: an inner and outer ring of Weathertop. Okay. And so they walked around. They came, may have come up the stairs and then came around the outer ring.
1: Okay. And
0: then closed in on the hobbits to trap them. And again, that kind of lends itself to being blind, that they can't see where the hobbits are. But or I don't know, I don't know. I I I, I like the idea that they're blind. I do too. That they sense things.
1: It would make sense that they're you know when when they're hiding, the hobbits are hiding, and uh, he's smelling. Yes. He's trying to smell because you can't see them. Yeah.
0: Of course, there are times where they appear, like
1: right in front of them, when they're running. And they
0: do turn towards the ring; their heads turn towards the ring whenever it's worn. Yeah. So that that again like makes me think that they see only through the shadow realm, and Mm. only partially, and maybe it's more of a sense and feeling. Yeah. But anyway, did you like the design of the ring race in the shadow world? How yeah. they all had their different crowns and stuff. Yeah, I really liked that. They were all kings. Got that, got that Witch King minifigure in the Shadow Realm right there, which is awesome. I love that thing. Only came in one set, and I just, I should have bought like five of them.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because it seems like Lego is not bringing back Lord of the Rings, but we still have hope for the next two years because the twentieth anniversary of each movie comes this year, next year, and the year after that. So. so
1: maybe the last year. Cross our so fingers.
0: Though. Maybe they'll. Maybe when the trilogy is twenty years old, they'll come out with that. Maybe. All, right. Can All right. So cool. Well, Scott, we have an actual closeout. So. There it is. <laughs> and uh, it's Lord of the Rings themed now. So <laughs> you're welcome, Galaxy.
1: Or Middle Earth. You're welcome, Middle Earth. Earth. You're welcome, Middle Earth. So if you're having trouble raising your own nerds, just remember what is most precious. (laughs) See you guys.